0: hey good morning everyone and welcome back to the stacks of cash podcast again jay cohen here with me sitting in the studio um we want to uh dovetail one of our last market updates which was um a uh deep dive into the silicon valley bank crisis that happened um and that episode that we we posted came out just just under a month ago since that time, we have had a lot of moving parts in the banking industry, <laughs> but you probably haven't heard anything about it because not a lot of people are covering it. So our goal for this podcast today is to keep you informed. We have an obligation to keep you informed of what's going on and what we're paying attention to. So two major things have occurred, and we're going to have Jay elaborate on them. One, since Silicon Valley Bank has, you know, went under, Now we have a new bank, First Republic, out in California. That also has gone under. That happened very quietly, but that has been acquired by J.P. Morgan. In addition, yesterday, the Federal Reserve came out and raised interest rates, the Fed funds rate, by another 25 basis points, or a quarter of a percent. So, Jay, a lot of moving parts in the last 28 days since we last talked about the bank crisis.
1: Where are we at? How are you feeling? And what do our listeners need to know to be informed? God, Dave. So good to be back. And I've got so many thoughts going through my mind I right know. Now. You're smiling. I'm you're not grinning, grinning ear to ear. <laughs> ear. You're grinning I'm, ear to ear. I'm not even sure where to start. I mean, you know, I, I'm a little bit older than you, as we've duly noted a few yes. times. And and I was uh, earlier in my career in the 08-09 crisis. And there, there are some parallels that are out there. Now, the purpose, again, of the podcast this morning isn't to make anyone alarmed. That's not our job No, yet. We want to make sure that our listeners are informed. They're informed. And so we're going to draw some parallels between that period and this period. We're going to talk a little bit about what's going on in the in the market right now, and you know we we really believe in uh, in reality. Okay, the reality is different sometimes from what people are telling you,
0: mm-hmm. right? Yeah.
1: So you know, there's a great president out there who used to say, "Trust but verify," and that's our mentality at the moment. That's our mentality: trust but verify. Uh, trust my lion eyes, right? Yes. So, yes. so here's the deal. You had the first two banks, Signature Bank and Silicon Valley Bank. They both went under same weekend. There was a little bit more conversation around what was actually going on during that weekend and what was going to happen. Everything was fine, right, Dave? Yes. A couple banks came in, bought up the assets, the deposits. Da da da. Made some noise. Made, Made some noise. noise. But the Fed and everybody, the banking system is resilient. Yes. We've Isn't heard, that what they said? We've heard that Isn't multiple times. not that what times. they said? Absolutely, yes. Many, many times. Yes. Said it yesterday.
0: Yes. So let's stop there. With the, a comment like that, I remember back in 2007, was it Ben Bernanke? Yeah. What do you say? The housing
1: market is secure, right? Didn't he say that? Quote, the subprime There you go. issue is contained. Yes. That was 07, At a around conference. September, October of 07. Words that came back to haunt them. Three to four months later, the first of three institutions went down. It was Bear Stearns. I believe it was then Washington Mutual, and then it was Countrywide. And those were all associated with the mortgage industry. Yeah. Then things calmed down through the summer, and it was the Lehman Brothers event. That really brought everything crashing down. How are the parallels equal today to that period back then, Dave?
0: Well, from what I recall, back in two thousand eight, I was a young chap at the time. But you know, when the first couple uh, mortgage companies went out of business, things were relatively calm during that time. There was a little volatility, caught kind a of little people off guard, I guess you could say, but. It was fairly calm, and we're hearing these statements from our leaders at the Federal Reserve. Um, What happened a few months later, as you recall, with Lehman Brothers, things took a volatile turn in the market. And that's some of the parallels that we're we're not anticipating,
1: but we want to be cautious of this time around. Yeah, I mean, we're keeping an eye on what the market is telling us, Probably more than what the bureaucrats are telling us to think. Right.
0: Fair enough? That's fair. Absolutely.
1: And we're not saying that the bureaucrats are playing a role and that they're not doing the right thing. I mean, part of their job is to try to keep people calm. You want to keep people calm. Of course. Right? Uh, That being said, as investment advisors to clients, our job is to keep them calm, but we also have to keep people protected, and we need to make sure that they're aware of really what's going on. I'm not even going to say beneath the surface. It's right out there if you want to look at it. Absolutely. So, Dave, right now, if you were to uh, put a couple things out there that people ought to be looking at, let's let's dive just for a moment into the First Republic Bank situation and then what's on our dashboard right now that what we're looking at.
0: Yeah, one of the things uh, that you should think about is – Start start following some of these smaller regional banks uh, to see how they're performing over time. I mean, if you have a watch list on your iPhone or Android, maybe throw a, a few of those names up there, like a Truist or a Regions. Jay, what are some other ones they should...
1: Uh, KeyBank. KeyBank. Uh, Key uh, let me throw out the symbols here real quick. So Truist is T-F-C. Uh, KeyBank is pretty easy, K-E-Y. A couple of the banks that are lesser known would be uh, Western Alliance Bank, W A L. Pacific West, I think is P A C W. And Zions Bank, Z I O N. And then also Regions Financial, which is R F. These are big regional banks whose stock prices have come down materially over the last several years. Yeah,
0: months. And, and we're not saying buy or sell these. Just no. watch them. Just Keep watch them because
1: that will give you, that will be your barometer of what's happening
0: in the banking industry. Here is a fun fact I heard yesterday on my way home, Jay. If you are following the S and P five hundred as your barometer, um, we want you to take a look at these these stocks we just mentioned because Apple Apple's market cap is the exact same as the Russell two thousand, which is the two thousand smallest companies wow. in the United States. Wow! So. That is very heavily weighted to these big juggernaut comp- companies like Amazon and Apple. So, look at these regional banks. That will give you a, a taste for what is really happening in the banking industry. So, let me see. Isn't that crazy? Uh, yeah,
1: yeah. that's that's nuts. So I want to make sure that I understand exactly what you're saying there. So, if I'm looking at something and on the surface it looks one way, and I, uh, and I lift the sheets, so to speak, and I, and I look down beneath the surface and I'm like, holy smokes. Mm-hmm. This is nothing like what the surface looks like. Yeah. I think the parallel that you're trying to make here is, is the S&P 500, which is up high single digits this year, mm-hmm. driven predominantly by a couple sectors, Yes, information technology and communication services, that, 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 that the S&P is doing really well because of those types of companies. Apple, for example, is almost 8% of the weighting of the entire S&P 500. Yeah. Amazon. Meta or Facebook, Google, what we've talked about before are big contributors and and at the surface things look really good, but it actually is 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 concentrated among a dozen or so companies. And what you're saying is is if you lifted the sheets and you looked below the surface, it's going to tell a different you story. You trained your eye on financial services entities, regional banks, much different picture.
0: Much different picture, and uh, it, it will be a barometer. I mean, because that is an area in the economy that is starting to show its weaknesses. I mean, there's no arguing that these small and regional banks are be, are, are much weaker than we originally thought when we started this year.
1: You, you, you know what I remember from 08, 09 and, and and I was – I mean, not that I'm sophisticated now. I was less sophisticated then, just got less experience – But I remember one of the things that, and I would hear this on CNBC all the time, and they talked about it. And we're not going to get into what this means, but but credit default swaps, Mm -hmm. the pricing on those things went through the roof. And all that is, is insurance. Credit default swaps is just simply insurance. And if you think about it, if the insurance prices were going through the roof, the market was telling you exactly what was unfolding. The market is
0: usually the uh, quickest and most accurate indicator. <laughs> so that makes sense.
1: Yeah, so the parallel today being if you want to focus on what are the things that are the 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 indicator and indicator would be certainly the regional banks. And why, why Dave, you know, regional banks versus the mega banks? And the megas are going to be like, J.P. Morgan, Citigroup, Wells Fargo, Bank of America, these are your really, really big banks. They don't really seem to be having much in the way of trouble, do they?
0: No, and, and if my understanding is correct, these larger banks had to uh, live to a different standard than the, the smaller regional banks. I believe there was some, uh, I don't know if it was legislation or some regulations that changed a few years ago that uh, in order for these regional banks to be more competitive with the big banks, Uh, they were able to be, I guess, let's say, a little bit more riskier on their balance sheet.
1: Yeah, yeah. So there's a a, a guy out there, his name's Michael Milk, and he was famous for being a junk bond trader, ended up being convicted. He had a great quote this week. He had a great quote, and his quote was, they made the age-old mistake, which just gets repeated over and over and over and over and over again, which is they borrowed short and they lent long. And so what that specifically means is they either borrowed from depositors, depositors or lenders, Or they borrowed overnight from the Fed, which is very short term, low interest rate, and they lent long, which meant they lent three, five, seven years, and they got this rate of return that at that time was attractive, and they had this great net interest margin. But once rates started to go up, the value of those securities that they bought plummeted, and it's destroying their balance sheets that's and we've talked about it before but that's really what's going on right
0: yeah i know and, and we always have this just general general thinking that hey when interest rates are rising that's really good for banks they have more yeah. margin well 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 run banks that's good for them but not if you're long on the duration curve and you're investing and in very far out 7 5 years from now and and and, and you know on the heels of yesterday again the Federal Reserve came out and raised interest rates twenty five basis points It's another raise again, more and more pressure is being put on these um these these smaller banks and i I guess the analogy I would use is like you know every time they're raising the rates it's almost like low tide in the ocean, you know yeah you know. the the water keeps getting lower and lower more things are being exposed and as they keep raising them more and more these banks are going to be exposed
1: yeah and so you know we're not going to get into inflation and the feds policy and stuff like that I think the real issue is this you know as Dave and I sit down every morning and we kind of go through our talking points with one another what are we thinking about what have we what have we heard or read in the prior 24 hours which is what we do almost every single day you know You have to separate things into two buckets. There is what I will define as the what I'm being told and the emotional bucket. So how's the quote market returning or what headline did some person say? That's one bucket. And I have to compare that against reality. What you're seeing. What I'm seeing. And in my experience and I've been doing this for nearly 20 years now, it's very easy to allow your emotion to overcome the reality, which is why I think that picking the regional banks is a very important area to keep an eye on for what's really going on underneath the surface on the financial side. Now, these first couple, three, it's been no big deal the Fed and the Treasury have come in and they just changed the rules. Right, J.P. Morgan was supposedly precluded from having any further concentration of deposits. They're at above 10%. That was a preclusion. And at the swipe of a pen at 2 a.m. on Sunday or Monday morning, the rule was changed. No big deal. J.P. Morgan came in, swept up the assets of First Republic Bank. No fuss, no muss. The market was calm. No big deal.
0: It was very calm on Monday. Very
1: calm. And you can't fight the ability of the rules to be changed and the bureaucrats to make it up as they go. You can't fight that. But at some point, the law of physics is irrefutable. It's irrefutable. So, you know, as we wrap up here, our belief is uh, it's time to be cautious. It's time to be careful. We're not calling for an imminent demise of anything. We're just saying be careful. Trust your eyes. Trust what's reality. Check that against the emotional side of the equation. Check that against what people are saying to you that have an agenda. Just make sure you're balanced in your approach. And as always, we thank you for tuning in to Stacks of Cash podcast. Hope you'll listen again. Please, as always, feel free to share with your family, your friends, your coworkers, and even people you don't like. Thanks so much.
0: The information in our podcast are the opinions and viewpoints of the moderators and guests only. For information and disclosures regarding Monterey Wealth and its professionals, please go to www.montereywealth.com and select the Firm Disclosures link under the About tab.